Okay. All right. I still guess I'll start over. So we so were this, just, this if, is, if you keep this in, we should probably mention we were just watching the, uh, the Giuliani TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Giuliani's shaving his face like a fucking disgusting pig at a restaurant. Um, so this is, this is like it in, I think it was January, like during, you know, the election certification, Trump's trying to say that it was fake and fraud. Mm-hmm. And at, at this point, Trump had disappeared and it was basically just Giuliani trying to beat the drum. And so he books the press conference at uh, the Four Seasons. Okay. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. All right. Sure. Um, it wasn't the Four Seasons Hotel. It was Four Seasons Total Landscaping, (laughs) which is, which is, which is just some, just some rundown fucking lot in Philly. Just, just, just this, just this empty, empty lot, basically just this rundown parking lot, chain link fence all around it. How did I miss this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you were. (laughs) I don't know. This is like the funniest fucking thing. And so like they're doing this this janky ass press conference uh, where they don't even have like a podium or anything. They're just kind of standing there. They got the two speakers on the tripods like like at a fucking high school gym, you know? Yeah. And the backdrop is just this brick wall behind them in this in this tiny little Philly parking lot. So, so anyway, uh, so Brendan Kelly of the Lawrence Arms, uh, and Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, um, <laughs> they decided that they're, they're, they're doing like a small run of shows or whatever. And so they, they booked the show at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Oh, terrific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's happening, uh, sometime soon. Um, it's probably sold out. <laughs> Wow. Because it wasn't a very, it wasn't a big place. You couldn't fit that many in. So is uh, this like so is this like somebody in Giuliani's team mistakenly booked this and then they just kind of rolled with it? You think? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, they fucked up. Some 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 idiotic, you know, runner. They either couldn't they either couldn't get the actual Four Seasons, or they didn't realize what fucking Four Seasons they were doing. And for whatever reason, this landscaper was like, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's off season. We're not cutting any lawns. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? I, just, just the weirdest shit. Um, hey, what's up? It's the Den Road Show. It's Bill and Ian. Uh, we keep starting shows this way. Um, do we want to <laughs> do we stay into the realm of politics? And, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a good thing to start the show off with. Sure. Um, so do you want you want me to jump into that the um, the Texas abortion law that just uh, was put into place um, yesterday as we record this? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I mean, if you you know you've probably all seen the news already, but I thought it was it was worth bringing up because of just how awful and outrageous it is. But um, yesterday, uh, Texas uh, lawmakers um, put into place a ban on abortions um, after six weeks of pregnancy, Mm -hmm. which is 
far, far sooner than any other um, law in the country has. Like, I think the the um, the closest to that is twenty two weeks. A handful of states have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six weeks is like most women um, will not even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. Right. Right. So it's it's basically just an outright ban. It is. Yeah. It's it's next to impossible now to get an abortion in in Texas. Yeah. Um, and, and and what this means is that there's a bunch of states that are just going to follow Texas's lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really it's interesting because of like it's, it's the further you get into the details of this um, law, the, the weirder it gets. So like it's not the state that's enforcing this law. It's up to private citizens. Um, and this is like the first law of its kind in this country to be run this way. They, yeah, they want people to narc on their neighbors about right, it. Right, right. Which, um, and I, I don't know if there are incentives or whatever the fuck, but, um, New York State tried this with covid um or at least the city did Mm -hmm. um i think it was the city now that i think about it um where uh if if people were not um maintaining uh like the quarantine or the um i think there might have been a curfew at some point i don't remember what the city's regulations were at like the heavy, heavy shit last year. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was somewhat of a lockdown, uh, they they had they set up hotlines where you could tattle on people, basically. Right. Um, and how did and that so, go? Do we know? Uh, how it went is that um, people would just flood it with um, dick pics. <laughs> okay. So. How else would it have gone? Yeah, um, and I believe I read, I read the headline. I didn't read the article because uh, it was just about twenty minutes ago. I bet if I scroll down far enough, um, that somebody has set up a script. Yep, here it is. TikToker. Yep, of course, TikTok. TikToker makes a script to flood Texas abortion whistleblower site with fake info. Um, an activist, this is from Vice, uh, an activist has made a script to flood a Texas website used to solicit information on people seeking abortions with fabricated data, according to a TikToker and the developer, um, and Motherboard's test of the tool. The developer, um, whose social media identifies him as Sean Black, also made an iOS shortcut, making it easier for non-technical activists to participate as well. So, so yeah, this, this seems like to be a simple JavaScript that will just fill out their tattle form with bullshit information. So the, the point of that is what to flood them and not make it possible to really keep track of any of it. Like what's, what's the point of this? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, like as it stands right now, there really is no like precedent for any of this. Like you could come up with an allegation against anybody and it could turn into a legal dispute. Like there's, there's really no parameters 
at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to um, a Vox, their, their daily news podcast, and they did some really good reporting on this. And they were talking to, um, like, uh, I should mention, actually, so there are no exceptions to this, this abortion law, um, which includes, like, rape and incest. There are no exceptions mm-hmm. for either of those things, right? So they were talking to, um, like, rape crisis counselors, um, you know, whose job it is to provide women with, with the options that they have um, if right. they ask for them, right? And so with this new law in place, um, if a woman goes to one of these crisis counselors and asks about her options and then later on gets an abortion after the six weeks, six week period, um, a crisis counselor could be liable, uh, because they were doing their job and they spoke to this woman and, and gave her counsel. Yeah. The problem with this shit, well, there's lots of problems, but yeah, this doesn't prevent abortions. No, it doesn't. It just it just makes them more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's always the case. Because it's a it's a it's a health procedure, and so people people need them. <laughs> so, yeah. So if they cannot just do it legally through the proper avenues, then they're they're going to if if, if they're fully outlawed, then they're just going to be dangerous. Yeah. Back yeah, this alleys is, or whatever, or right. you know, like or traveling out of state if that's possible, which is a very right. difficult thing to do in the second largest like state, um, right? Because like there are already few abortion clinics relative to like the size of Texas to begin with, mm-hmm. and there were already like measures put into place to prevent to make it more difficult for women to get an abortions, like the recent twenty um, four hour sonogram thing where you had to get a a sonogram within 24 hours of receiving an abortion like just all all different types of obstacles that were put into place and now this is just like the ultimate way to to try and shut it down um yeah yeah it's it's horrific um the the whole private citizen thing is just wild Mm -hmm. the fact that anybody even if they don't even like, they don't have to live in Texas. Anybody could accuse somebody of getting an abortion or aiding someone in getting an abortion, and it could turn into a court case. Like, and, and the yeah, fine, yeah. the fine for aiding, uh, if if you're you know found to be aiding someone in getting an abortion, is ten thousand dollars. And that could be like that could be like a crisis counselor, like I said, or maybe right. if you give somebody a ride to a clinic, um, or if you are potentially the uh, like receptionist at a clinic and you um, check somebody in, and that person gets an abortion okay, that's so, outside so, of this law. So, say you take an Uber right to a clinic. Are they are they dinging the driver for that? I don't see why not at the moment. Like, I don't like, see. Like, I, I, like, yeah, I don't see how that's end? Right, exactly. I, there are what no parameters. Um, what if you take a bus? What if you take public transit? Mm-hmm. Like what? It's all so broad, and it's it's per, it's it's broad on purpose. It's it's so mm-hmm. difficult to because like when, um, when it's up to the state to enforce it, then you can sue the state. 
right? Mm-hmm. Who do you sue in this situation? When anybody and everybody is is allowed to to enforce this this law, so like it was it was written purposely to be more difficult, you know, to shoot it down. Right. Like it's confusing and it's vague and it's weird and that's all by design. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it gets thrown around a lot and it's always usually hyperbolic, but like this is like this is actual Nazi shit. This is this is what they would do. This was like Gestapo shit where you would tell on your Jewish neighbors and shit like, you know, like this is like, Mm -hmm. this is the kind of environment that this creates is just like this paranoia and fear of your fucking, you know, the people around you. Um, like that's, that's the same kind of environment. It is. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like any, any kind of one of these narc systems, even the fucking COVID system, you know, yep. Um, where you're like, oh, are, are they social distancing? Oh, we gotta, we gotta call the state for the, you know, like any any kind of thing like that creates that kind of, like, like hyper fascist uh, neighborhood watch. You know, like it's fucking, it's fucking bleak. It really is. Um, um, so like, I mean, I, I would just recommend. I mean, there's been so much reporting on this, but yeah, the Vox uh, today explained their episode on this. It's like 20 minutes long and there's a lot of really good reporting in that. They are a lot more eloquent than I am, but um, yeah, it's it's a crisis. Um, it could have been shot down immediately by the Supreme Court, but of mm-hmm. course there was a five to four vote not to do that. Um, which, you know, Trump was able to appoint to uh, justices um, you know, yep. if if uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still with us, this this would have been shot down. But now, or if she retired, right, right. Um. So yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up. It's it's infuriating. Uh, yeah, and there and there seems to be, there's there's no there's no fucking pushback from the Democrats at all. They're just like. Oh, this is terrible. Anyway, like, you know, like... I don't even look for it anymore. I don't expect it anymore, honestly. No, no, this is what they do. They'll fucking fundraise over it for sure. But it's like, okay, well, are you going to do something? Right. No, we'll just just say that this is bad and we don't agree with it. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like the ease with which Biden and the Democrats are able to just brush things off is really disturbing. Um, yeah. Especially just, when it's... controlled opposition at this point. Like, they're just... But yeah, time fun, some fun, fun stuff. Fun, time for some fun stuff. Um, I have been adding, like, a little bumper of the theme in between segments to make it less... Slightly less jarring whenever we pivot from from some shit. Um, so that, that this will be one section where I do that again. Great. Right. Um, 
got another dating is dead for you. Uh, I mentioned this to Ian before we started, but uh, I don't think I have anything as like anything that like drove me nuts is like the Latin cat, but I do have quite a bit here. Um, and we'll see if we can find uh, some interesting things here. I don't have these in any particular order either because this is just stuff I found recently. Um, so let's get started here. Um, what's this one? Okay. Um, oh, this one. I don't know about this one because they put their Instagram in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of it, part of it being interesting is what their Instagram handle is. Um, so I don't, so if I say it and I keep it in here, like don't obviously don't go bother this person. Like this is not, don't, please don't do that. Um, Instagram, uh, little fem cell, uh, Feel free to hit me up on there, and the user is a meme, lol. Write an intro, please. I can't see likes. Awaiting the invention of time travel so I can travel back to Woodstock 94 to experience that, in all caps, 9-inch nail set. Ramstein fan first, human being second. Dancing, video games, and baking are some of my favorite things to do to pass the time. Dead malls are pretty cool, so let's explore some together. Also kind of chubby, so if you're not into that, dot, 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 then you know what to do, smiley face. Um, I'm not sure what that means. Just, like, move on, I guess? I guess. I guess. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would... Yeah. Um, but the but the handle little fem cell is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like the, the Ramstein fan first, human being second. That's interesting. I've never I've never heard uh, the Ramstein fan base referred to in that way. No, I I didn't know that there were still like young people that <laughs> knew about Ramstein <laughs> at all. I mean, I think my Ramstein phase ended in like maybe tenth grade, which is probably still even a little bit too late. Right. Yeah. Like how how long ago was that? That we were in tenth grade. I can't oh, even do math. Well, we don't need to. We... <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, yeah, it was like at least <laughs> eleven, twelve years ago. Yeah. <sighs> God. I don't like is. Uh, I don't know much about the Woodstock thing. Was there? Was there something with nine inch nails at that? At that? I mean, from the sound of. What what uh, this person posted? It must have been like a legendary set. It must have been like yeah, a really I, I, iconic set. I've never heard of it. Yeah, because if you're using time travel to go there specifically, right? I mean, it must be really yeah, special. If that's if that's how you're going to use your time travel. Is to, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, this one, this one did drive me nuts. Okay. This one did drive me nuts. Um, and I had to get some clarification. I sent it to my sister and I was like, Hey, is this a thing? And she was like, what the fuck is this? All right. So anyway, uh, shit at bios, but here are some things about me. Boba. And then in parentheses brought over by airplane. Oh, see, I got excited for a second. Cause I thought, I thought that was a reference to Boba T, which I'm a yeah, fan of. Yeah, me too. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's let's talk about fucking. Yeah. Um, but no, that apparently stands for brought over by airplane. So is that is that another way of saying like immigrants? I guess because then there looks like a flag emoji of something. I'm not sure what country this is. OK, I mean, that's um, that's I've never heard that before. It's interesting. Me either. So I was like, 
hey, is this is this an acronym that people use? Right. And yeah, um, brought over by airplane. Like it's not even a phrase that I've heard either. Like not like aside from the acronym. Right. Um, actually, maybe that's a is that a check flag? Hold on. <laughs> oh, actually, it might be. That might be a check flag. Okay. So then they have the brought over by airplane, a uh, check flag, uh, nursing students, loud, mm-hmm. mediocre singer, an introverted extrovert, likes to stay in, great cuddles, good company, comes with good food, noob roller skater, anime subbed over dubbed, scared of driving on bridges, ask me why, love to learn about the things that you're passionate about, would really like to go to museum dates so I can have an excuse to wander around to learn new things. Love puns, terrible jokes, and vine references. May or may not laugh in awkward situations to lighten the tension. In need of constant reassurance and validation. Obviously only types in lowercase. Don't want to feel like Kermit anymore, so hit me up. Now... Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to touch on there, but go ahead. Don't want to feel like Kermit anymore. Now, now English might not be the first language, because if they're from... The Czech Republic, that, mm-hmm. that would be the case, right? Um, so if... <laughs> hermit, I'm assuming, is... <laughs> if they me- if they meant they don't want to feel like a hermit... Yeah. But they said Kermit. <laughs> and and I have, to, I have to stress that they capitalized the K in Kermit. <laughs> They've been feeling so, very green, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do want to think about they don't want to feel like Kermit the Frog anymore. And I, and I, I really want to know what they mean by that well you know i felt like the most um, reasonable thing of, of everything that was listed here was um don't like to drive on on bridges right that was one of them which like uh-huh. i don't either like i feel like that's a pretty common thing but then they say ask me why <laughs> well i i guess they might have a story associated with that i know and that's just like that throws a lot of yeah question marks onto it but um yeah the other did thing you, was you, the other thing was introverted extrovert, which is just absolute bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, oh, people put that kind of shit all over the place, and it's yeah, it's like oh, so you're like a person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Like you, <laughs> you like to you like to be by yourself sometimes, and other times you like to socialize. Oh, okay. <sighs> like what? Like what is? That? <laughs> oh, sometimes you need your alone time. Okay, got it. Yeah, like what? I know. Um, but yeah, to the bridge thing, uh, this, this probably won't help you if you don't like driving on, driving on bridges. Did you see some of the footage from like some of the tornadoes from last night? Uh, no. They, <laughs> there was one that was on, like, there's like a bridge over like by Philly area. Um, just, just going like straight across the bridge. Oof. Uh, yeah, yeah. And people just driving, just driving along on the well- bridge. I mean, I'm assuming there were probably like stay-at-home orders, right? Yeah, but I guess if you're stuck out, you're caught out. Yeah, if you can't help it, but yeah, oof, that's yeah, that's no. a that's a rough rough situation. Yeah, um, it was we, we were right in the path of the of that shit. Like, if you looked at the tornado maps. Oh, well, I'm glad I night. didn't. Then um, I was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we were we were freaking out. Um, I was blissfully ignorant to that <laughs> because we've had tornado warnings before, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of you know, like it's like somewhere else in the county." Um, nah, nah, we were <laughs> we were we were smack in the middle of the path. 
we could, <laughs> it was not good for the old uh, anxiety paranoia brain. I was just um, chilling playing Game Pass. <laughs> I was fine. I did not know. We'll get to it later because we got to talk about a ghost story. But um, I was uh, literally 45 minutes into a ghost story when that shit went down. Oh, what and a I night! What a night to I watch had, that film. I had to take an intermission, <laughs> so all this shit went down until the warning uh, ended. Um, but yeah, uh, what's this next one? Oh, this is a short one. Um, I'm a so Scorpio. I was I was going to introduce before you before you jump in. I was going <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> I'm also a Scorpio, but um, would the, is this is this a bad idea to be like at the end of this we we determine whether we would swipe left or right. <laughs> We could do that. Is that like? Yeah, yeah. Because because technically I have because I've seen them. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so so, for, so would... just to retroactively do it for the last two, the first one, sure. um, I'm I'm swipe, swiping left on the fem cell. Sure. That's a bit. No. Um, you don't want to bond over uh, middle school love of Ramstein. No, Sorry. I think I'm I'm too far past that now. Yeah. Um, but I'm swiping right on the last one because I want to know the bridge on story. Boba. Yeah, I want to know the, the bridge, bridge story. story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Please educate yourself before you get to know me, smiley face. And that's it. Um, now I, I, I <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I almost like I missed that actually. Can you can you repeat that? I'm a Scorpio. Please educate yourself before you get to know me, smiley face. Oh, now, and that's the entire thing. That's the that's the whole thing, and I was like, okay, uh, educate about astrology, or just in general, like a, just a general sort of awareness of I don't know trivia. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> hearing that makes me sound like this person doesn't want to deal with uneducated people, right? So I think it's just like a general I, knowledge is, of a, like a general. Yeah, just like general knowledge. Yeah, I wasn't sure because they're just like, I'm a Scorpio. It's like all one sentence. What's funny is that they didn't spell out please. It's PLS. And they mm. didn't like do a period at the end of the sentence. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're throwing some stones here. Um. So, yeah, how would you how would you? Uh, I'm assuming this is a, a left, a swipe left. Yeah, I'd be afraid that I'm not smart enough, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't want to risk that. Um, I'd have to swipe left. Okay. Um, there's another shorter one. Um, I want cuddles and Jesus talks. BLM, I adore Disney and Marvel movies as well as Star Wars. I currently study musical theater in Manhattan, smiley face. A lot of these are ending in smiley faces. Um, but, uh, I can't think of anything less, uh, romantic or sexy than uh cuddles and jesus talks (laughs) like you're just kind of you know like big spoon little spoon and then she she wants she wants to bring jesus into the mix it's like hey whoa wait a minute (laughs) does that mean that she's um like polly hey hey you know you gotta you gotta save room for you know the big man like i don't yeah i don't I mean, this having cuddles in play here really contradicts the, you know, um, was it six, uh, six feet for Jesus or whatever it is that the nuns like to do. Yeah. yeah. You got to keep your, your space. Yeah. So 
But I'm um, swiping right though. You think? <laughs> yeah. For the for the Disney Marvel and Star Wars? Um I mean, I don't know. I've I've always had a vague interest in in theater. I think that's a pretty cool world to yeah. to be in, you know? Pretty interesting. I'm, I'm just like if if you're if you're religious, right? You know, uh-huh. and you're like you're like all about the J man, right? Sure. I, I could see like, yeah, you want, you want to talk about your faith or whatever. And then you also want to have like, you know, romantic time, but like combine two. You got to, you have to separate church and state. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're just like on the couch, you know, you just had some dessert or something, you know, <laughs> but she's like, oh yeah. How about the Paul's letter to the. what's it the philistines or whatever like what is that it's got the bible on the bedstand it's it's always there ready to ready to access it's right next to the copy of infinite jest uh yeah um all right this next one here um flirty nerdy fun exclamation point super lovable confident optimist here uh m dash Always looking to make more friends. Uh, smiling emoji. I have a deep love for animals, classical music, books, adventurous, adventitious trips to anywhere, and the stars. Very much outgoing, so absolutely invite me out to a cute cafe, fancy dinner, museum. 100% only here to have real intellectual conversations. Super capitalized, attracted to uniqueness and intelligence. So please, by all means, surprise me! Exclamation point. Show me that nerdy side. Winking emoji. Also, heads up, I'm an alpha submissive and only looking for experience dominance, and that's capitalized, for anything past friendship, so please keep that in mind, winky face. With that being said, talk to you soon, Tilde. I just, I felt like I was reading a, a job posting that I was not qualified for. Like, you know how it has all the um, the, the prerequisites that you need? I just, I, half of them, I, I can't even lie about. I can't even lie about having them, so I have to swipe left here. <laughs> I just think that it's like it's like kind of, it's it's normal, you know, like interests or whatever, um, and then like, oh, I, I need to have intellectual conversations. It's like yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, also here is my extremely specific kink. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just put their like it's it's fine if you want to do that. Just put out their whole business, just their whole business. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're gonna highlight that, it should be upfront. You think? Because it, it took a lot. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot to get there, and uh, it's one of those things where it's like that's such an, a relatively niche thing compared to everything else. Where it's like you could be interested for the first like two paragraphs, but then you get to that, and it's it's like, oh well. You know what I mean? But but then it's like, okay, well, what if you? But but the, of course it says for anything past friendship. So then what if you just are looking for this person to just be friends, you know? And then maybe you don't want to know about their, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you like to be dominated. Okay, cool. Like, like, like you don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. And it's just very jarring. I mean, are you, are you, are you kink shaming this person right now? No, no, you can do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. No, you're like, you can do whatever you want, but just don't let me hear about it is what is the kind of the mentality you're going for right now. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. It's just very jarring. Yeah, no, it is definitely jarring. 
just the, and just the like and this shows you what I like what is an alpha submissive um I don't know I, that just reminded me of like a TikTok thing that I've seen recently um of course where it's like I don't want to get it wrong so I don't want to like I don't know there's you know what? We're gonna skip past that. Actually, <laughs> it, it's it sounds it sounds like some sci-fi shit. I'm an alpha submissive, only looking for experience, dominance. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're a mech pilot or something. You need you need <laughs> two years of experience in. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. This is you're you're right. This is not an entry level position. This is no, not, it is not. Uh, now I'm wondering yeah. if I can substitute education for the um, experience and dominance. Maybe, maybe because some because some girls will let you do that. Because yeah. then I might have a shot. <laughs> um, all right, this is another quick one. Um, I just found this fascinating. Um, most people, this is the prompt. So most people would say that I'm, and then it's in uh, Hebrew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it ends with a winking emoji. Um, and then it's I value, and then it's in Hebrew. Um, the last show I binged, uh, Modern Family, <laughs> which is not written in Hebrew. It's written, and then what I'm actually looking for, and then it's written in Hebrew, and then uh, it ends in a YouTube link, which I didn't click on because I forgot. Did you I translate just, I, any of the Hebrew stuff? No. <laughs> so you just like, you just like this because the modern family that was inserted in the middle of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you're you're writing in Hebrew, so I guess you're obviously looking for somebody that can read Hebrew. Sure. Um, but then, but then you, you you put the last show you watched. <laughs> it, it was just it just made me laugh. That's a pretty lengthy binge. That's a that's a long running series. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who? I promise this is not um, a, a spam thing that was sent in to the website, but uh, this is this is a really big wall of text. So um, hold on, I might have to take a drink before I do this. Peter Parker once said, "You don't trust anyone. That's your problem. But you can trust me." Good day, lads. I'm an affectionate, capitalized sort of lady who likes nothing more than cooking, capitalized with the right man. The first thing people usually notice about me is that is my easy, capitalized, going personality, closely followed by my smashing face, capitalized. Face is capitalized for some reason. I am not one of those fake people who pretend not to notice their own qualities. My face, capitalized, and smile, capitalized, are top-notch. These gems of honesty are just part of the affectionate, capitalized person I am. I work as a teacher, helping children, capitalized. This allows me to exercise my skills, bravery, capitalized, and teaching, capitalized. I would like to tell you about the time I met, which is true, but it's important to me that you know I'm honest, so I'll save the wilder parts of my life for another time. My life goals include use a spider web as a parachute, become, capitalized, the best teacher, capitalized, I can be, help all the children, capitalized, in the world. If you're the right man for me, you'll be loving, capitalized, and open-minded, capitalized. You won't be afraid to meet my parents and will have a healthy respect. For they focus on solutions, and they and focus and solutions are capitalized. Not blame, and that's capitalized. Jesus Christ. You know, My I, ideal day just would- so really quickly, I, I think I remember Peter Parker using a spider web as a parachute once. Yeah, did he? <laughs> I don't know. I just, the, the opening up with Peter Parker, and I don't, like, when would he have said that? 
was it just like a random comic book issue? Because like yeah, that is I don't, right. That is it's, it's such clearly a non- not his his main his main catchphrase there. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not anything that identifies him as Peter Parker or Spider Man. Um, it could have could have been said by fucking Bugs Bunny. Um, my ideal date would involve uh, signing in New York, which is capitalized. Signing. I don't know why. With an average man by my side. <laughs> with wait, what was that? With an my average ideal man. Date would in, my ideal date would involve signing in New York with an average man by my side. Oh, I'm swiping right. Yeah, you're in. This uh, is an entry while, level position. <laughs> while we're there, I compliment your smooth lips, and smooth and lips are capitalized. Uh, honesty and openness are the most important qualities in a relationship. I will be honest with you if you will be honest with me. I will never hit on your best friend whilst you're visiting a sick relative. Never text my ex behind your back while you're asleep. Never post naked photos of you on Facebook. That's just the kind of lady I am. Go, web. Fly. Up, up, and away, web. Shazam. Go, go. Go, web, go. Tally-ho, I urge you. Get in touch. And then she has her name. Uh, I cringed very hard at the last part. We're, we're mixing... Marvel and DC here with Peter Parker and Shazam. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, a little bit. Um, who? But you know, I've always one of the my main reservations about dating is that I'm afraid that they will um, go behind my back while I'm visiting a sick relative and cheat on you with your best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm I'm glad that this person is really looking out for for those those anxieties. My biggest fear is that they'll post naked photos of me on Facebook. Oh, what a disaster that would be. Like, what the fuck? That's never something that even crossed my mind. <laughs> as something anybody does. I mean, I assume it just gets, like, taken down that. immediately, right? Uh, who knows with Facebook. But, like, I've, I've never even heard of that. Like, I've you know, you hear about revenge porn and, like, people posting it on, like, porn sites. and like Yeah, not, not like for that. your grandmother but, to see. Right. Like I get, I guess, I guess somebody has had to, you know, obviously. Um, but I've, yeah, like that's never something that's even entered into a possibility. In no, my no. But yeah, um, that was a lot. The odd uh, capitalization is really strange. Um, lots of talk about children capitalized. <laughs> yeah. And I just love the average man thing. Oh, man. Yeah. And then complimenting your smooth lips. But that's capitalized. I mean, I, I get that a lot. As so. if it's like a band. Yeah, you get people compliment your smooth lips. All the time. Like, that's not really even yeah. anything to me. Yeah. You say, hey, <laughs> you're an average man, but I do like your smooth lips. Yeah. You wouldn't imagine how often I hear that. Oh, God. I mean, it sounds like she's just looking for her Peter Parker to tell her that she doesn't trust anyone. And I, don't, I don't know. This is so strange. With great it's power. It's all one paragraph. It's, it's all one paragraph. With great power comes great responsibility. Ay, ay, ay. Is the sick relative uh, in, that, um, in that situation? Is that Uncle Ben? Maybe, yeah, he, sur- he survived the shot. He survived. He's in the hospital. And you go, you go visit him. And you cheat on him with, uh, what was it, the Green Goblin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we didn't watch the trailer, uh, by the way, for the, for the new movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, For all we know, that all right. could be the the plot point of the next uh, next film. <laughs> sure. Uh, um. Okay, this one this one is strange to me, and I wonder if if you will also pick up on it. Um. So let's see. Passionate, low maintenance dog lover. I enjoy streaming new TV shows and movies on my Fire Stick. Family orientated. <laughs> Hard work ethic, enjoy eating out, but I also, I enjoy also being in the kitchen burning something up. I work out at home rather than the gym. Thank God for Pandora. Ha ha. I love my nieces and nephews. I spoil them rotten. Favorite movie, Pulp Fiction. I'm a sucker for classic films. So, <laughs> to me, I was like, is this like sponsored content? Who is using both a fire stick and Pandora? I know it's it seems like just weird weird sponsored content. It really does. I really enjoy streaming the latest TV shows and movies on my Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> <laughs> With Alexa functionality built in. Like what the fuck? Oh my god, that's amazing. Thank God that I have Pandora. Otherwise, I would not work out at the gym. Because <laughs> it's like those both of those things are cl- clearly not like the top choices of either like right. music streaming or TV streaming. <laughs> right. Like, I, I can't. I don't know anybody that uses Pandora. No. Not since like 2007. Uh, and then I also love uh, favorite movie Pulp Fiction. I'm a sucker for classic films. Oh God! <laughs> that I love to watch on my Fire Stick. <laughs> okay, this one just has a little a funny thing that I caught as well. Looking for someone who could. Oh wait, we didn't do a swipe. Would you swipe on Fire Stick? Um, no, because it's 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 not a real it's not a real <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an Amazon catfish. Yeah. Uh, Looking for someone who can understand me and not j- just to listen. A moody girl, comma, no one will like a moody girl. Crying, laughing emoji. Is that a reference to something? No one will like a moody girl? I've yeah. never heard, no, no, I've never heard that used anywhere. Okay. Uh, fan of horror and sci-fi movies. I may not be rich, but I can offer you my heart, time, and efforts. I hate promises. A cute-sized Filipina. Um... Now, the only thing that I found funny here was that she says, I may not be rich, but I can offer you my heart, time, and efforts, and then says, I hate promises. Well, didn't she just promise her heart, time, and efforts? Oh, so, yeah, she's uh, sneaking that in there so that when she eventually goes back on those promises, she'd be like, look, it was there all along. And cheats on your best friend while you're sick at the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, dating is dead for this round. Um, I'm tapped out again, so I have to go back into the back into the algorithm and see what I can find. Um, before we move on to something else, I this morning I got a fun little email to the the publishing account actually, um, and it went into the spam. But I I dug it up because it was. Interesting. It's it's obviously one of those um, sort of in the same vein as the Nigerian prince. Mm-hmm. But um, I still found it. <laughs> like the tactics that they're using to try to like update the scam is uh, 
really funny to me. So, um, yeah, this came in. This came in at three in the morning. Um, this is from Marco Zuma. Uh, attention, friend. Greetings of the day. I am Marco Zuma, a gold excavator and personal assistant to the late uh, ENGR, which is apparently um, the honorific for engineer, but it's not used in English. Um, the late engineer Marcos, a native of your country, who was gold excavation manager here in Accra, Ghana, before his sudden death. On the 11th of March, 2020, engineer Marcos was tested positive of Corona-virus. All dweller of the virus unfortunately lost his life. And I have made several inquiries to your embassy to locate any family member of Engineer Marcus. <laughs> he, already, he already changed the name. It's now Marcus, but was unsuccessful. I traced over the internet to locate any extended relative to no avail. Moreover, before he died, he has 11.3 million US dollars and 198 kilogram of gold deposited in a security bank. Now the security bank has issued me a notice to provide the next of kin or they have the fortunes impounded. After these unsuccessful attempts at locating his family, his relative and family member, I yearn for making you the bona fide next of kin to his fortunes so that you can inherit them as the next of kin instead of the security bank to confiscate the fortunes. I'm not kidding you right now. This this sounds a lot like an anime I'm watching. Oh, the gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really does. <laughs> On the other hand, I promise that this transaction will be executed under a legitimate arrangement. As I will defend and conduct you from every breach of law, furnishing you with the proof of documents to make the assert successful. And the fortunes will be shared equal between us as soon as we successfully claimed it. As a result, you don't have anything to be afraid of, considering that the bus this business is 100% risk-free. When you have to keep <laughs> this transaction pinnacle, undisclosed, and confidential so that there would not be any eyebrow. Finally, if this transaction interests you, kindly indicate your interest as quickly as possible for further details. Awaiting your positive response regards Marco Zuma. Um, sounds legit. Sounds legit. No, I especially because this dude, especially because this dude's name is uh, Marco Zuma, and the late engineer Marcos died. <laughs> but then that name changed to Engineer Marcus. Um, never gives me that guy's full name. Uh, and also, this is like the the line spacing of this is weird. It's almost like line broken, like a poem. <laughs> Just like every so often, it's just kind of chopped at the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. No eyebrow. There would not be any eyebrow. Um, yeah. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, hey, Shan, do you think you'll get like a follow up? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I just love that they're like updating the scams. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, poor son of a bitch died of coronavirus. So now no, he no, no, his no. Money. It's it's Corona dash virus. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So that was a quick dead letters. Uh, if you would like to send us spam email, <laughs> video at deadendroad.co, because that was to the publishing email. That was to the publishing one. Mm, um, mm -hmm. I don't know how they find. Like they, I guess they try like every combination. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how they find the email, but they do, and that's what they send me. Um. Okay, so last week we talked about uh, this new segment getting ready for Halloween, uh, checking out some horror and horror adjacent uh, movies and media. Um. So, uh, Ian's been picking 
uh, I think he has a full list. He hasn't shown me the full list yet. Um, well, I was not, I hadn't talked to you about whether we were going to like alternate picks or if I was just going to do them. Um, so I did come, I did come with yeah. a selection for next week in the event that you didn't have right. one. I'm fine with you doing all the picks, you know. Oh, that is fine with me. That is fine with me too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, because so I almost forgot <laughs> I almost forgot to watch this week. Um and not like obviously not intentionally. It was just uh yeah, there was a lot going on this week. Um and then I <laughs> As the storm was coming, I was like, oh, this would be a bummer if, like, the power went out, like, while I'm attempting to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I had to take an intermission because of the fucking tornado warning and the flooding. Um, but I did manage to finish it. So, anyway, so, yeah, if you want to set this up uh, for our discussion today, I did come up with a name. I don't know if, we're, if we like it, if we're going to stick with it. Um, I came up with Horror Harvest. I'm always a fan of alliteration, so okay. So I like it. I think right. it's good. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, do you want me to announce next week's selection at the top here, or should I wait? Uh, I'd say afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. We'll do it afterwards. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah. for for this week, we watched um, David Lowry's A Ghost Story. Um, it is a film starring Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck written and directed by David Lowry. Um, I felt appropriate to talk about this after our Green Knight discussion last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, because I've seen this movie, I think, like, three or four times now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you so, watch it this week again? Too? I did, I did, yeah, because it, wow, okay. it had been, like, a year since I'd seen it last. So, um, so I'm really curious uh, what you thought of it. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um without without getting like you know weird or anything i i have the just the biggest crush on rudy mara like i've had for years she's like one of my favorites um yeah yeah for sure and yeah she's she's fantastic in everything she does um and the there's like i don't the, the script for this has to be like three pages you know like a yeah. dialogue like there's 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 like barely any dialogue in this um but it still like allows her to um express like so much and it's it's really easy to say that it's a movie about uh grief you know but it's like it's not about the like those immediate heavy moments of grief it's about like just the the every like the quiet moments the 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 everyday long-term sitting with yourself moments yes yes when you're of alone. grieving yeah yeah um yeah i i liked it a whole lot um and you can see you can see where like bits of his technique uh have grown um uh uh lowry i'm I'm speaking of uh like that show up again in the green knight like i don't i don't know what it's called because i'm not very technical with film but i guess it'd be like a tracking shot Mm -hmm. um like in 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 the green knight uh 
when he's in the field on the horse and it's it's tracking and following him um and then he does something similar here where Rooney Mara is like dragging a trunk out of the house and the camera is just sort of sliding to the left along with her mm-hmm. as she's coming forward and it's like this is this, it's a similar kind of shot um and it feels like the audience is just kind of being pulled along the uh, camera axis. And um, I found the perspective of the camera in this movie really fascinating. Um, where, and I, I don't know if you could speak to this. I don't know how much you know about his, his background. I know you've seen a lot or maybe all of his movies. Um if he comes from like a theater background at all, if you know, I have um, seen I have seen all of his movies. I don't know much about him and and what he's done before this, so I can't really okay. speak to that. But that sounds like a pretty good guess to me, based on what we, especially in this film. Yeah, because the way that the camera is frequently positioned is, you know how in a lot of films the the camera is almost. Um, like divorced from the audience it's like its own sort of entity if you know what I mean mm-hmm. Um, this is the camera is sort of like it is the audience and so the camera is up a lot of times like three fourths of the way because um, most of the movie takes place within the house of this couple uh, right. Yes. And so a lot of times the camera is up like three fourths of the way on the wall. Um, sort of looking down at the characters from an angle. Um, and if you sort of think about it, that would be where a slightly elevated theater audience would be. Mm, yeah. Looking at the stage. Um. And then the the ratio, the, the film is in four three, right? Yes, it is. And and that is sort of like for for a lot of sort of like black box theater productions, it's more of it's more of a square kind of stage. It's less of a you know wide panning sort of yeah, yeah like physical stage. Yeah, I was thinking about the choice of 4-3 and my mind went to like silent film era just mm. because of the lack of dialogue and how um, how much it relies on like extended sequences of like just characters like yeah. conveying things without speaking and, you know, moving about the house. But yeah, theater is definitely another another good comparison. Yeah, it also it also evokes like like pantomime, right? Like mm-hmm. with the lack of with the lack of speaking, all these physical movements, physically moving about the space, physically interacting with objects in the space is such a huge part of the movie. Um like the ghost is knocking things down or Rooney Mara is, you know, uh writing down a note or uh spending 8 minutes eating a pie. Yeah. Uh, just you know, just like physically existing and interacting in the space without filling it up with dialogue just 
it's like it's like pantomime you're you're sort of um moving around in the space um, yeah and the the camera is interesting too when it comes to like perspective because it's almost like there are two points of perspective for most of the film because you have yeah what the audience is seeing with with through the camera and then you have the ghost and where the right. ghost is positioned within the frame or even out of frame and what the ghost is looking at versus what the audience is looking at you know yeah because there um, were so many and- there were so many shots in this movie that are just so like visually striking and they're simple too mm-hmm. just because of where the placement of the ghost is mm-hmm. you know um just like really yeah. striking images because of that and so he he will just sit on a shot and it's almost like still life they're just they're just like you know it, it's it's like every frame of painting but then he just literally just has a painting like he just lets it sit yeah there as a still life for minutes at a time mm-hmm. um and then there will be subtle variations whether that's like the sun going down or you know the character slightly moves or whatever but he'll just let it sit on a kind of like frame. um kind of like uh our night last week waiting for um or not not our night but garwin waiting for the green knight to wake up right yeah yeah um and he, he lets it he lets it sit and it's it's uh you're getting um it's it's like a it's a passage of time without moving time mm-hmm. at all like it's uh because uh there there are like so many like obvious ways in film to show passage of time and usually that's conveyed with mo- movement and he does the exact opposite where time is passing with a complete and utter lack of movement yes. and a lack like a no no cut either where it's just time is happening and layering on top of each other because we are sitting still in it so even though that's like stillness but time is passing if that makes sense totally um, um which i think is what's so smart about it because that's such an integral part of the the story um, yeah, and to, to frame it that way is like so unique from from anything else that I've really seen. When as far as like tackling the passage of time, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then the other thing that sort of uh, evoked um, theater to me was the ghost itself. It it's uh, the ghost is a dude in a sheet. It's the cover of, right. um, it's the cover, it's basically, imagine, the, yeah, it's just a very stereotypical, like, the cover of the Phoebe Bridgers' first album, right? Right. Like, Stranger in the yeah. Alps, it's that ghost. It's basically just the sheet with the two eyes cut yeah, out. It's, yeah, it's, it's Charlie Brown Halloween. Yes, right? that's, it's, that's it's, the more, <laughs> that's the more, <laughs> that's the well-known <laughs> reference. I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody knows Phoebe Bridgers, that, that's what. <laughs> I mean, she's getting there, she's getting to that point. Yeah. But, uh. I was like but, trying it to compare it to something and that's what came to mind, but yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a dude in a sheet. Um, and now like say, say, say you, you believe in ghosts or whatever the paranormal. It's like, I don't think ghosts are going to look like that, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it isn't meant to be that it is meant to be symbolic of a ghost. It is meant to be representational of a ghost. Yeah. And 
So that is sort of like what theater works with. It's like, this is a costume of somebody. This is a costume of a period piece. This is a costume of a ghost. And so it's just meant to convey what this is immediately so you understand. Yeah, because how, you know? how do you take something that's like intangible and, and represent that visually on a stage or on a screen? Yeah, exactly. And that that and that's what it's that's what it's doing. It doesn't need to be, you know, a CGI uh force ghost Anakin, right? It it's just this is a dude in a sheet. You know what he is. Yes. It's just it's just completely symbolic of what that is meant to be. Um and that's what you have to do. That's like what you have to do in theater. Um and so you have to in theater like there's so much suspension of disbelief because you're literally watching physical people walk around on a stage. You know, and they're dressed up like George Washington or whatever. Or, you know, this is like the Phantom of the Opera, right? You know, mm-hmm. so like you have to just sort of believe in it. And this is doing the same thing. You know? Yeah. Um. So I, I just thought that that was just like just really clever um, with the way that it's playing with that. Um, because it, it would be easy to just make him... Uh, why well, say easy? But it would just be relatively um, obvious to make him, you know, slightly transparent. You know, Casey Affleck walking around. But that yeah, because then like it's like oh, I, we have Casey Affleck, so the um, impulse is to be like, well, we need to uh, somehow to show. Him. Yeah, we need to use him. We need to show that this is yeah. still Casey Affleck. Uh, but that would be a mistake. Right. Yeah. Because then you have to, like, show shots of his face emoting, you know. And it's like, but no, that's not that's not what's happening. That's not what you're attempting to show or convey. Right, because um, every everything that the ghost is thinking or feeling um, is right there in front of him. And it's what the audience is also looking at and, I'm assuming, thinking the same thing. Right. right. So it's so, all displayed not on facial expressions, but on what's happening in the scene. Right. So think about a sheet. You you have to project what you are thinking onto the sheet mm-hmm. itself. That's that's on the screen. So you cannot you cannot uh, see the explicit emotions of the character, the ghost. But you are it's being projected onto this white fucking sheet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's just really clever. But then it's like so fucking simple too. It's like, it's like obvious, but it just fucking works. Um, uh, and, and and at the same time, there are like so many moments that are just like so darkly funny. Um, and you could just see like his style of humor that you, you see too in the Green Knight, where like the jokes are almost always like, ah, well, shit. You know, like that's sort of the punchline. Yeah. Uh, it's like, ah, god damn. Where, um, uh, and, and they're sort of tied into the jump scares too. Cause this movie actually has jump scares. It does. In it. Um, even though it's not, um, it's not, it's not a horror movie. It is, but it's not, I would say. It's interesting cause um, it's not, I don't think, but, the way that it sets things up in the beginning, maybe for the first like 10 to 15 minutes, makes you think that it could be going in that direction. At least if you don't know anything about like what this movie is going into it. 
I would say it it feels like it's about to turn like maybe halfway through. Um Oh, so where, like where, when she leaves the house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um where then it feels like the ghost is now just going to be haunting this place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um But yeah, there, there's like a moment where the house gets bulldozed just just very suddenly you know you, th- you think the ghost is about to do something and then all of a sudden just a bulldozer just comes crashing through the house and it's a jump scare and then it's also like oh well shit because then the next shot is like the ghost just sitting there in this rubble of a house yep um and it's just like so like sickly funny and and sad and uh yeah it's it's the part like it's it's a horror movie but not in not in the way in that a ghost is haunting a house it's a horror movie in that um it's like what the ghost is experiencing is right the, is the, the ghost, horror that is the horror is that he's stuck in this purgatory hell of a time loop afterlife mm-hmm. like that is the, that is the actual horror um yeah it's it's not that there's a ghost in the house which is um another subversion of you know what you might be expecting yeah Um, definitely definitely that's definitely a a trend with uh with lowry yeah um and and so whenever the movie like loops back in on itself um it it's it's it does it does like what fucking interstellar like wanted to do (laughs) you know where the dad sort of slips through time and knocks over a book right which is like at the beginning of the movie even though it's at the end of the movie you know uh this does that and so like at the beginning of the movie you're sort of you you know that that's going to come back around or at least i did mm-hmm. um but the way that you see it happen from the other perspective whenever the ghost just like slumps down onto the piano like that it's just like oh fuck dude like you yeah. feel, you feel the, you feel the weight of it even though he's like this incorporeal dude in a sheet you know yeah and, and and talk about subversion it's like that was the what created the initial jump scare in the beginning of the movie and it's like yeah. okay maybe that's like some angry entity or something but no it turns out this ghost is just resigned yep you know it's just completely yeah. resigned and it's it's uh yeah just a really uh smart way to go about that yeah And you mentioned briefly the Rooney Mara pie eating scene. Yes, <laughs> I, that's that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, I just like it, it's one take. Uh, what, you know how it's set up is that one of her friends stops over and you know to deliver a pie, like a a grief pie. You know, like I don't know what you call that, but when when somebody's just died and you come over yeah, you and give them some food over, bring some yeah. food over. Um, so she's she's alone in in her house when she finds it later, and 
she starts eating it and then eventually uh eventually sits down on the, the kitchen floor and just like eats the entire thing and it's just like this one take but maybe two maybe two takes because it's like there's a, a quick transition from when she's standing to sitting but even so that doesn't matter right um just the raw grief of it mm-hmm. is and the performance from Rooney Mara in that moment is just amazing yeah. to me. And then if you take a little uh, story behind the scenes, which is that Rooney Mara had apparently never eaten a pie before. I, I don't understand. How does that happen? I don't know how that happens, um, but that's what I'd heard. And like, this is her first time eating a pie. And when you think of it that way, it's kind of darkly funny, but there is nothing funny about the scene. It's just like raw grief on display for like five minutes, maybe even longer than that. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a little funny to watch like Rooney Mara is like a twig. Right. And the fact that she she eats this entire pie is a little funny. Yeah, but I think I think you have to like for any of the humor, you have to look at it from outside of what's happening in the scene itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the moment, just watching it, I think it's a very effective portrayal of like just raw grief. And I well, I, and I think you also like at, at a certain point you're like, are they really going to show her eating the whole thing? Yeah, you know. Yeah, they've committed to so, it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I love that scene. Yeah. I think that's I think that was so uh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't I don't know if I have anything else I wanted to bring up. Um, about so it. should I um, since I'm in charge of, of this election should I announce next week's yeah yeah go for it yeah so I've been kind of torn between like going with something that's like more widely available versus something that might be a little bit more difficult to see mm-hmm. like this was on Netflix which was perfect yeah well um, I don't know <laughs> if anybody is actually watching <laughs> actually watching these and following along that's a good point so um so the, the movie i i was gonna go with this week it's currently on showtime okay um but i'm sure it's like you know there are other means that it can be seen um it's called climax from gaspar no oh boy yeah um wait is this the Okay. I've talked about him with you before. This is yeah. the, the very polarizing, uh, somewhat controversial French director um, who makes very, uh, you could say, provocative films. <laughs> I don't know if provocative is the right word, but um, no, this is my favorite of his that I've seen. Um, this is from a few years ago. It's, it's uh, a horror film about a dance troupe that is rehearsing in like this big like warehouse complex in like the dead of winter. Um, and then they finish their rehearsal and uh, they have like a little party afterwards and things maybe don't go as, as they would expect them to. Um, so that, that's what I chose for, for next week. If, if you're on board with that. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I think Gaspar, I think one of his movies the one that's like basically porn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called 
Let me let me look it up real quick. Um, is he the one that has like the twenty-five minute lesbian sex scene? No, I don't think so. Unless that's one of his I haven't seen. Yeah, so his film Love oh, okay. from, 20, from 2015 is borderline pornography. And it, it's it's listed on Wikipedia as an erotic drama art film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, sure. But anyway, for, for quite a while, this was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. And I'm pretty sure it cracked the top 10 at one point. I don't like know what nowhere. their fucking algorithms about. I don't know. Their you know numbers it, make no sense. You know what it was? I think if I remember correctly, I could be wrong about this, but there was like a Fifty Shades-esque like film on Netflix that was really popular. It was a Netflix like original. And so that was mm. like really trending for a while. It was on the top 10. And then I think somehow this Gaspar No art house pornography film, <laughs> which is on Netflix, somehow got grouped in with that. And it kind of had a moment, and it it was it was popular for a while. But I'm I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, within the first like minute, there's like full penetration. Of course. Um, which is just what funny. The, <laughs> what I probably bring this up every time, but what was the um, fucking Willem Dafoe Antichrist? Antichrist. Yeah that 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 involves a baby. Uh, well, no, actually, there's a sequence of events. Uh, first, there's like a. a, a floppy dick flying around in, in slow motion um well there's also no it, it's no 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 before that there's full <laughs> penetration oh is there yes i forgot about that because me and my sister got food and we're like looking around netflix this was like i don't know 2015 maybe we'd got we'd just gotten food we were, we were looking around netflix or something to watch i was like oh this looks interesting so i put it on and oh, like man. before it starts i was like and I said to her, I said, if there's a dick, I'm out. <laughs> and immediately, there's Willem Dafoe, full penetration. I just love the idea of you guys sitting down for dinner and just pulling up Antichrist as the as the uh, dinner movie. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened with my fucking sister. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't get to the remote fast enough. Oh, so you didn't get the baby falling out of the window. I did not watch the rest of that film. I did oh, that not. happened like thirty seconds later. So they're like having no, sex. No, 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 no. I only saw I only saw the full penetration shower. Yeah, they're having sex, and then their baby like gets out of the crib and like somehow ends up on the windowsill, and then like falls out to its death. Oh, the old uh, Eric Clapton. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Um, That's fine. He's like no, he's he's back now. Yeah, he's anti vax Yeah, screw him. Um. <laughs> What was the Phoebe Bridgers lyric? We don't like Eric Clapton, but it's sad that his child died or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that about sums it up. But uh, yeah, so that's Antichrist. I actually thought about including that on the um, <laughs> on the list of this uh, horror harvest, but I decided against it. Um, so yeah, climax twenty eighteen, <laughs> directed by Gaspar No. Nothing uh, sexual about that title. Right, there is not, to my <laughs> recollection, any full penetration in this movie. Okay, okay, okay. all right. Um, but yeah, this is this is my favorite of his of his work. Um, we'll have to we'll we'll get into it next week, but it it should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for you to see this one. Okay, 
like very very excited for you to see this one. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm sure everybody's heard, uh, maybe the gist about this. Um. Jeopardy was looking for a new host after the death of Alex Trebek. Uh, lost his battle with cancer. Um, and so they were having uh, a bunch of guest hosts and uh, some of those guest hosts were up for the job. Um, they ended up giving the job to the executive producer of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I forget what's the schmuck's name. It's something uh, so Ken, generic. Ken Jennings? No. Oh, um, oh uh, Mike Richards. Mike Richards. Yeah, yeah, Generic ass name. So he's the exe- executive producer um, of both Jeopardy and uh, Wheel of Fortune. And he did one guest hosting stint for Jeopardy during this period. Um, and so he was part of the committee to find a new host. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, and this process included apparently focus groups, uh, some sort of analytics system, um, and also coordinating the production of the episodes featuring the guest hosts. So he pretty much gave himself the job. And if he didn't directly give himself the job, he basically juked the stats in order to make sure he got the job. Um, Because he would give... He he was running the other... Like, who he was competing with, their shows. Like, he was, he was, he was, he was running those shows. Yeah. And they didn't know that they were competing against him at all. And he also decided which episodes would be shown to which focus groups of these guest host stints. So <laughs> he 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 picked himself is, is what it comes down to, really. And I had read um, that the person who was in charge of finding a replacement um, like before that before there was like turn like turnover on jeopardy like before people left uh as as long ago as like a decade ago this guy had like a list of names on his desk in the event that alex trebek wouldn't be able to continue on so like there was a long-running search or just like awareness of needing to find someone for a long time but then things kind of fell into place for Richards where he was able to put himself in a position where he could control this whole thing. Um, I haven't, I, I don't know about that specific list, um, but it was really apparent that uh, Alex Trebek picked uh, Ken Jennings yeah. to be the successor. Um, for him, mm-hmm. um, including like ceremoniously giving him his cufflinks, um, you know, getting him involved in the show. Uh, I, th- I believe 
uh, Jennings was helping to write questions, um, and he's still involved in the production in some way. Um, because Ken Jennings is like sort of the best to ever play the game. He, he's like, he, he, I think he's the long, the longest running champion that there's been. I guess what I don't um, understand about that is I don't like, know if he was eclipsed. It's like, how come being good at playing the game, how does that translate into being good at hosting? I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I, I, so I don't, I don't watch Jeopardy. Um, I didn't, I didn't watch these guest spots or whatever. Um, but like in my family, it's sort of like a, like my grandma, uh, was religious about Jeopardy. She would watch every single, every single day. Cuddling um, and, uh, so it, and Jeopardy. What's that? No, never mind. Oh, uh, I say cuddling and Jeopardy. Oh God. Uh, so it, it sort of has like this reverence, you know, right? Like it's, it's like this institution and it's, um, it sort of transcends like, like everybody can kind of like get behind it. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing sort of, you know, you know what I mean? Like nobody can, if anything can, you know, unite people. It might be Jeopardy. Like, who can... Um, I mean, I, I just view that as it being unoffensive. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, who can who can talk shit about Jeopardy? You know? It's like, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of, it, it's a cultural institution that, like, you know. I guess you could, view, you could view it as maybe pretentious. Oh, of course. But it's not like, um... Well, they've brought in more like pop culture into the uh, equation over the years, you know. Yeah. Um, like Neil Gaiman always retweets whenever he's an answer, and it happens a, a lot, actually. Um, uh, you know, I think the show has evolved in that sense, but uh, from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, so to go from like Alex Trebek, who had like, the image of you know just like the utmost class mm-hmm. and you know um like standing right right um even though he uh, he sold like bullshit insurance you know on daytime tv to old people you know which wasn't is not great but you know it's nothing it's nothing like what this mike richards <laughs> it said and done like yeah recently and shit so there's there, there's an article from the ringer it's really long um, i'm not gonna go through it all obviously um but i it's fascinating to read and this this reporter on the ringer was the, the person who actually like weeded through his uh, old podcast and, and pretty much broke this uh this yeah. this background check story right yes yes um so previously uh, Mike Richards was the executive producer on um, The Price is Right. Um, with uh, the this is the Drew Carey uh, iteration of it, um, and he just would say some shit. Like he had a he had a podcast that was supposed to be like related to the behind the scenes part of The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but really had nothing to do with the show except whenever he would talk shit about people that were on it, like 
like people that worked on the show for whatever reason. Um, like it was a show that featured his one of his, his former assistant and I think like his current assistant. Um, and he like frequently he would just like say shit about women. Um, like, uh, he would say that uh, one piece swimsuits made women really frumpy and overweight. Uh, he said gross shit about the the iCloud celebrity um, hacks where their photos got leaked um, and then he asks like his assistant if uh, he could go through her phone to see if like she had nude photos like on the on the show like just just really like gross yeah and this is like in 2014 like this is not like ancient shit and even if it was it would mm -hmm. still be awful um and so he's only been associated with jeopardy for like a year and then the span of a year he is able to like finagle his way into getting the hosting job and meanwhile he like uh attempted to host a show before um a game show and he was like so bland that you know he didn't get it like and so this has like clearly been his goal for like his career and he's he, he like finally angled his way in to get like the most prestigious game show ever yeah after 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 its longtime beloved host dies you know mm -hmm. um so everybody was upset about this uh people were upset before they even like even like before his uh, old comments came out they were like who the fuck is this dude yeah, i know like who 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 um especially whenever you had uh some celebrity guest hosts and then you had uh former contestants that you know actual fans in the show were familiar with you know uh like jennings there there were some other ones um i forget what the other uh, i think his name buzzy cohen is another one uh and that's just a game show name if you ask me that's just you know totally um so yeah it was like who the fuck is this guy um so people were upset immediately. So then whenever this ringer report came out, it's like, oh, you can't, you can't have this dude. You can't. Um, so originally he then stepped down from hosting. Um, and then they decided that, um, who, who, uh, Mayim Bialik, who they said was going to be hosting like special Jeopardy events. Mm -hmm. um, she's she's the actress, uh, I guess, most recently famous from Big Bang Theory. Um, and in her younger years, she was Blossom on NBC. And she does have a more um, recent um, sitcom that she stars in um, on Fox. I forget the name oh, of it. Oh, does she? I'm, I'm not familiar. She owns I like a, a, a cafe that's like themed around cats. And her name is Cat. Sure. That's sure. that's about the extent of, of my knowledge of that show. Um. And a lot of people aren't happy about her even being involved because uh, they she has um, a degree in, I think, neuroscience. Yeah. Um, but it seems like she and uh, 
other people use that as a shield to make up for some dumb shit that she says and believes in. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's hawked like shitty brain pills, like on the level of Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, just like dumb sawdust supplements that don't do anything. Yeah. Um, she has, uh, she said some weird anti-vax shit. Yeah, like, um, last year, last October, she announced that she was getting her first vaccine in 30 years and that her children were getting, like, their first vaccines because she had, you know, decided not to have them vaccinated for a variety of things. Yeah, yeah, and she claims that she's, like, not anti-vax. She's just anti-too-many-vax or some some shit like that, mm-hmm. Um, which, whatever, just just admit it, you know? Um, and then she also had weird, like, Me Too comments where she, like, wrote an op-ed where, um, she's like, well, I feel safe because I dress modestly. Ooh. Like, 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 what the fuck is that shit? Ooh, I hadn't heard that one. Oh, yeah. Because up until, up until just now, I'm like, okay, this stuff isn't greatest. Like, the optics aren't the greatest here. But also, none of this is, like... She shouldn't have the job, but uh, that last one, uh, that last one is, uh, oof. yeah, she's got some rough shit too. So, um, so it's, so for her, it seems like she like hides behind this degree that she has, um, you know, as like, no, see, look, I'm an academic, you know, cough, cough, Neil deGrasse um, Tyson, cough, cough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so. I think that the um, new new leadership at Jeopardy is also hiding behind that as well. Mm-hmm. To be like, no, see, this is fine. She's academic. She she can do it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, because like, why is it this? Not only why is it this difficult to find somebody, yeah. but like, why why are there no background checks? Like, why are they not <laughs> looking into all the stuff that is? very publicly available right like why is a ringer reporter uncovering this stuff instead of somebody at jeopardy right it just blows my mind and i guess maybe you can attribute part of the mike richard stuff to the fact that he was like controlling the search right yeah yeah but yeah it's like really are you going to trust this you know bastion of american game shows to some dude who's been around the production of it for a year. Oh man, it's ridiculous. Like really? Like even just that seems like that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna put all your eggs in that basket. Mm-hmm. It 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 never made sense from the jump. And then everything comes out. Um Like I don't know what's going on here, but it is not difficult to find someone who is A competent at the job and B not like shitty. Like right. there are plenty it's, of people. And, and so the big push, the big push has always been for um LeVar Burton to be yeah, yeah. the guy. Right? Because he's 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 so well respected, you know. Um uh people said that on his guest stints he didn't uh do as well as some of the other hosts. Mm-hmm. Um then it turns out that he uh the way that they filmed his episodes, they crammed all of his onto one day 
where other guest hosts got multiple days. So he didn't even get basically as much practice as the rest of them. Um, so there was that. So you could imply like Mike Richards maybe purposely. He, he could have sandbagged them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was running. He was running the shows against no, his competition. LeVar Burton seems like a slam dunk because he's he's beloved and he has a voice that is that people love. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, it seems fucking obvious. It's yeah, it seems so obvious. Um, and like from from what I've from what I've from what I understand about the taping, right? Because you could be like, okay, well, maybe somebody doesn't want the full the full Jeopardy job because it's a lot to take on. But don't they film five episodes in one session and it's like a week's worth of Jeopardy in one day? They yeah, they film they film them in a row like that. Yeah. 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 So the pro- the problem is that uh, they were going to continue airing. Uh, the schmucks episodes because they already filmed them. They're like, well, we're just going to let them run because the the reasoning is because um, they have to keep the continuity of the winners from Um, those episodes. No, you don't. I get (sighs) no reasoning. You you don't need to do that. You could just have central (sighs) rec reruns. You don't need to have that guy on TV. That's that's a nonsense (sighs) excuse to me. Yeah, they're saying it's like, yeah, oh, it wouldn't be fair to the contestant. I, I, fuck if I know. If you need um, to put, if you need to put a um, a graphic on the corner of the screen saying this is a rerun or whatever you need to do, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like, come on, yeah, yeah, I know. That, that was the reasoning they gave. There was like a few more episodes left of his that needed to air. They just needed yeah. to air. They had to. That, we had no they, choice. They, they got to put him. They got to put him on TV. And so that was why. So that was while he was still involved in the show. He stepped down from the hosting, but he was still involved with the show. Oh, turns um, out who's in charge Earth, of programming? Mike Richards. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's the executive producer of this yeah. fucking show. Um. So then earlier this week, they're like, "All right, no, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this." So now he's just out. He's out entirely. <laughs> yeah. So finally. So the the fucking hubris of this dude to think that he can like worm his way into hosting the prestigious Jeopardy after being around for a year. And then, <laughs> and then not only does he not get the gig that he shouldn't have had in the first place, and then he gets booted from his the job that he was doing. Yeah. Because of it, basically. So at the moment, as of we're recording, we still don't have a, a full-time host, right? No, no. They're apparently going to do more guest uh, tapings to see. Um, so the other thing that came out is that uh, Ken Jennings is completely out of the running. They're not, they're not going to d- use him. Um, and the reasoning was that he was out of the running like early on because of some of his old tweets that came out like a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while at this point. Because I think you showed them to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were pretty gross. They were like mocking disabled people and shit. Yes, they were. Uh, so, so yeah, so this was like the big brass at Sony who produces the show. We're like, nah, we're not using him at all. 
Like I'm honestly, just, su- was, I'm surprised that they, I'm surprised that they've announced that because I, I thought that was just, a it given. wasn't, it wasn't announced. They, it, this was, uh, reporting found this out. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, they, they, that, that wasn't public. Um, but yeah, it is surprising that they would uh, immediately disqualify him, even though he was like Trebek's pick, basically, to take over for him. Mm-hmm. But then just let just let this dude run wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, and as as you know, nothing's come up about uh, Bialik. I I think she still got the you know gig. Um, yeah, like why do, do, does it need to be a white dude? As far as like Jennings and and Richards, I I don't know why I don't I don't know why. Who's the other? What was it? Buzzy Cohen? I don't even know what he looks like. Oh yeah, it's a white dude. <laughs> oh, he looks like a little. This is a little nerdy ass. He looks like um, what's his face from uh, Search Party? Oh, the, the tall, tall guy. The tall guy, yeah. Yeah, with the glasses. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, he doesn't have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you might be, you might be really good at the game, but I don't think you have it. They're not, they're not gonna let you on. I'm sorry. That's not happening. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as somebody that doesn't watch Jeopardy, but you know, has has a had a respect for the show and sort of like these family ties to it um i think lavar burton's like easy done like i grew up with reading rainbow you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah makes all the sense in the world right it's right there he's not hawking brain pills and uh going around saying weird shit yeah (laughs) like that's (laughs) i mean if that's the baseline check and check (laughs) so yeah i guess we'll see what happens because yeah i just kept adding links I saw, I saw in the, notes, the, the, the more that was coming out um yeah uh should we save some stuff for next week yeah we should save some stuff but i can we just like do kanye real quick yeah I, yeah. I wanna I wanna talk Kanye for a minute. Yeah. Just before unless you really want to get out of here. Part of me is like oh, he just he just he just wants the attention though. He, he does, I know he does. And he I guess he's getting he it, it, but he did it for the attention. It's just so gross. Um so we, we talked about when he was first starting his like stadium listening parties. A few weeks back, yeah. maybe probably more than a month ago at this point, actually. Um, since then, he has uh, built, uh, or not built himself, but had built a uh, replica of his childhood home inside the stadium. Is that uh, what that was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And he's had does a few he, more. Does he own it? Like, why, why are they just letting him do this? I guess there's no other events going on in that place. and. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, so he's had a few more listening parties since then. The album uh, dropped this week, finally. But before that happened, he did have Apparently one... Apparently against his wishes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, yeah, okay. 
<laughs> but uh, before that happened, he did have one final listening party over the weekend where he brought out his good friends, DeBaby and Marilyn Manson. You know, just hanging out with a weird homophobe and a violent rapist. That's just the boys. Just the boys, yeah. So this was this was really um, really offensive on a number of levels. Uh, so you have the baby who's been like shunned from most of like pop culture, and like he's been dropped from like you know festivals and tours, and yeah. his radio play has been subdued because he made. Uh, some really lousy homophobic uh i guess you could almost call them jokes but it's more like he was just ranting just saying shit he was just saying yeah. shit really um really lousy stuff uh i didn't even know who this dude was until of the adida thing the what he didn't he was on stage i think it might have been at the festival where he started saying this shit and i don't know if this was in response to him saying the shit Somebody threw a shoe at him, like George Bush style. Oh. And then he says, who threw that Adidas at me? <laughs> because it was the singular of Adidas. <laughs> I guess the, um, I guess the, his comments kind of overshadowed that, but I, I didn't hear that. That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he made some horrific comments and then he like did like a fake apology on Instagram. And then he like took it down. And then he, like, doubled down in his comments. Yeah, he, like, doubled down on it. He's, like, critics can, like, suck it and shit. Um, and so he's, like, he's he's standing by that. Uh, but he's still buddies with Kanye. And Kanye's, like, having him at his, as his event. He said, uh, he's, like, yeah, I'm not taking my brother off. He was the only person who said he would vote for me in person. And I'm, I'm just, What does that tell you? <laughs> Literally the only one? So I'm assuming that's referencing his 2024, like, election, right? I thought it was his 2020 election. Well, because there, there was merch <laughs> at this listening party that had 2024 on, on like, T-shirts and stuff. I thought he attempted to run last year. Well, maybe he's going again. Sure. And he's got the baby's vote, so now... The only, the only person. The only person. Um, only person. And then if that wasn't enough, he brings out Marilyn Manson, who back in February was, um, it was uh, Evan Rachel Wood, I believe, who came out and uh, named him as um, her longtime abuser. And then a handful of other. When she was was like a teenager. Yeah. 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 Just fucking foul shit. And then a handful of um, other a handful of other people have come out too and, and made um, accusations of Manson. Doesn't um, he have actual like charges against him right now? Yes, he does. Yeah. So like, yeah. So he's got these two people spotlighting them at his listening party. By the way, this was a packed stadium, and there were no vaccine vaccine requirements or even. COVID tests. Sure. Um, nothing like that. So, yeah, just a, just a really, like, <laughs> terrible uh, thing here. Um, so then a couple days later, the album drops finally, and you're like, oh, he finally put this thing out, right? Yeah. But uh, then he... <laughs> let me pull up his quote here. Um, 
it turns out that Universal, he's claiming Universal uh, released this album without his approval. Um, okay. In all caps, he, he says on Instagram, he's like, Universal put my album out without my approval, and they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album, and Jail 2 is uh, the song that featured the baby on it. Okay. Um, so apparently that show was not on the initial morning release. Instead, it was added to the album at 1 p.m. that day. Sure. Um, and it's weird because like, and this is uh, you gotta get the, you gotta get the weekly dawn to reset to get the bonus XP. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's weird. Um, because like Kanye was posting about how he talked with um his manager, and his manager was saying that. The baby's manager didn't clear this song to be released. But then that manager was replied like, no, I never talked to this manager. Like, we never had that conversation. He's like, why wouldn't I clear this song? Um, and like, yeah, because nobody else wants to work with your guy. So I think you would clear this song because Kanye is the only person that wants to work with him right now. Right. Um, so I guess Kanye or his manager was lying about that. Which is strange. That's not surprising. Um, also, this album is over an hour and 40, <laughs> 40 minutes long. Sure. I saw the AV Club headline, and they're not really known for their music reviews, but they called it in, like an incoherent mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, oh, yeah, and then Donda is the name of his mother, right? So this album is dedicated to yeah. Kanye's mom. yeah. And he's featuring Marilyn Manson yeah, yeah, on an yeah. album dedicated to his mother. That's just, like, so sad. Yeah. Like, what a mess. Oh, wait, so Marilyn Manson's also on the album? I think so, yeah. That's why he brought him out. Christ. Um, I figured yeah, he was so the VIP. Oh, there's also a feature by uh, Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let's just get them all in. Let's get them all in. Bill Cosby's out now, too. You could probably get him... Which like this, that EP. also like that kind of relates to there was this is a different story maybe it's something we get into like next week or sometime down the road but like you know Aaliyah the um, really popular like R and B artist that passed away in the early two thousands yeah so she her music has come to streaming services where it wasn't for a very long time yeah and that's because of a dispute between I think like the person who owns her masters who is also her uncle and then like her the rest of her family there was a dispute there but anyway so there's a talk of a a new uh, a posthumous Aaliyah album coming out like in addition to all these re-releases okay with a bunch of features from oh god current artists right current yes I was, just, I was just gonna be worried that it was nothing but R. Kelly no, but one of the artists potentially featured will be Chris Brown. I, so, like, there's a whole there's a whole conversation there about like what happens to artist music after they pass away. Because, like, there's a there's a handful of examples of like really sketch like sketchy stuff and like really not mm -hmm. morally correct stuff happening with artists who have passed on and how their music is being used and whatnot. Yeah. Um, not going to get into that now, but I just thought that was 
that was pretty did, interesting. Did you see the thing about this uh, Anthony Bourdain documentary that came out? Like I a did. Month yes. Ago, mm-hmm. Where they used AI to recreate his voice because they wanted him to be reading uh, some of his emails, and so they obviously didn't have that audio, so they used AI to feed it voice samples and then make him this dead man read his own emails yes i didn't know it was emails i thought it was just like quotes of his that maybe he had written in like his books or something i believe it was like email correspondence Ah, okay yeah what do you how do you how do you feel about that uh i think it's fucking gross do you you're attempting to reanimate a dead person yeah it's it's certainly a choice like without their consent and without the consent of their family because they did not do that either oh they didn't do that either no they did not do that huh yeah, yeah it's, it's weird it's I, like, fucking gross it, it's it's interesting because um i think this movie was like on the verge of being released and nobody really knew about that aspect of it until it was like brought up in like an interview or something yeah so like I, w- yeah. I wonder if this could have just were- been like overlooked completely if not for that that story coming out yeah and the director was like very glib about it mm-hmm. he was like ah we can uh, we'll figure out the morality later it's like what the fuck is that supposed to mean you already did it yeah you already did it um i don't know i mean at least it is at least they are things that Bourdain himself said right yeah, that was their justification for it. So there is that. But then but then it's like, okay, well what's stopping you from just making him say anything? You already have it. Well, I mean, you know? True. What, what's what's stop what's stopping anybody? Like this is the problem with like deep fakes and shit. It is, yeah. What's stopping anybody from just going ahead with this and Well, they didn't though. Right, but the fact that it it doesn't make me feel any better that like the they they stopped short, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, are you more mad at their choice, or are you more mad at the like the technology behind it? Um, I'm more mad at their choice. Okay. Because because they sought it out, right? Right, right, right. Uh, they 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 sought out using that. They said, "Oh boy, I, I really wish that I had audio of him reading this." Mm-hmm. And they they attempted to have other people read it, and they said that they didn't like how that worked out. I guess the reason I'm not too well, there's a couple of reasons I'm not too like annoyed about it. One, I haven't seen the movie, which I guess impacts it. But then the other is that like their intent here wasn't like malicious or anything. They were making a documentary that, um, about Bourdain and they felt like this would add value to it, I guess, which is debatable whether it did or not. I would argue that it did not. It just took away from everything else in the film. Yeah. But like you could very easily do this, the typical documentary thing where if you have a quote that's like written, you could just have a voiceover of somebody else read it. Right. It's very simple. Yeah, it's like that's what they did. They did that and they're like, no, that's not, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. 
I know. Let's go find an algorithm to make make our dead meat puppet say whatever we want him to say. I've heard it's that just, like it's just it's just creepy. It's I've, just I've, creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. I've heard people talking about the film, and they've said that it is pretty uh, noticeable, like when these moments pop up. I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's something uncanny about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like for people that fucking knew him. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But like you know, there is like, there is plenty of um, stuff either by Bourdain or about Bourdain out there, and this is just like one documentary, right? So it's not like the the be all end all of like like it doesn't really affect him or like his legacy in any way if that makes sense right but then what's what's stopping a a producer from like it's like oh we can do this well then let's just write write a book and have him have him quote unquote oh reading it do the audio reading it yeah Yeah. like what what's you know well, it seems like it's already, this is it's already out there. This has gotten a lot of attention. Like this movie has gotten much more attention because of this story than it would have gotten otherwise. Pretty much. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that most of it's been negative. Yeah. So like, hopefully that will prevent or not, if not prevent, at least make people think twice about doing something like that. If it's not like in good taste or whatever. Yeah, maybe. But then I don't know. You also have, Speaking of Kanye, he did this this shit with the fucking Kardashian hologram. So. <laughs> yeah. The best part of that is where the hologram is like, it's like, um, uh, Kim, I love you, all that stuff. And then at the end, he's like, you know, Kanye is such a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> it's so creepy. Kanye's the best. You really married a good one there. Happy birthday. I can make your dead father say anything I want him to. Yeah. How the, weird. I know. This, I know. For, this force ghost. This is the second time I've mentioned force ghosts on this podcast. This force ghost I made of your father can do my bidding. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Happy birthday. But see, that's like a situation where you're just like making up shit. Like the, at least these are direct quotes from Bourdain. Yeah. And the only difference is that they are vocalized and they are not written. Right? Because, like, you could you could um, have, like, a Siri-type AI read something out, read, like, a piece of text. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess the only difference here is that you're potentially tricking some people into thinking that Bourdain really did say these things. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that is the – that's the distinction. Yeah, it's it, unnecessary. I think is is really what what it was like. They didn't need to. They didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that they did it for the attention because they didn't have any of the attention before it was like randomly brought up in like a, a conversation. No, no, they did it for their artistic license. Or whatever. Yes, I think I think I think the interviewer was just very well versed on um, Bourdain's life and career and was like. Um, how how did you get that audio? Mm-hmm. So they explained the process of it very proudly. Yeah, 
Yeah, they clearly didn't give it much thought from uh, like an ethical standpoint. No, no, not at all. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people like the longer shows. I don't know. Well, we we got silence on that on when you asked last time. Like nobody responded, so we're gonna just take well, nobody, that to nobody mean nobody responds to any of my questions. We're just gonna so. take that to mean that they do like it. <laughs> I know, because like all I can see is that people listen. And Actually, no, like, you know the problem. The, the problem um, with what you did was you asked that question at the end of an episode. I okay, yeah. So like, if anybody so was I gotta, listening, I front load. Yeah, so if anybody was listening, that means that they did like it. And if the people that weren't listening wouldn't have heard the question in the first place. <laughs> right. So it, it's like I keep seeing like longer podcasts, you know, like they are going past two hours. And me personally, I'm like, that's that's a lot of time, dude. Oh, you yeah. Know? I wouldn't listen to this. <laughs> I'll just say famously, that outright. I wouldn't famously listen to this. You don't. Famously I don't. You don't. <laughs> I don't listen to this. I ask you what the, the episode <laughs> titles are after the facts. Yeah. The least you could do is check out the website and look at the titles. You don't have to play them. Oh, fuck. All right. That's going to do it for us. Um, we really appreciate you listening, especially if you stick to the end. Um, because the listenership is somehow fucking growing. Uh, somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if you're listening to the end. That's the only thing. Because I don't have access to that kind of uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, as always, you can follow me everywhere at Dead End Road. Check out the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Dead End Road TV, uh, twitch.tv slash Dead End Road TV. I'll probably be getting back to streaming, um, in the next little bit because I got a fucking raid again. Oh, God damn it. Um, do a YouTube search for Dead End Road TV. You'll get there. And if you could throw us a subscription, um, so we can get to a hundred, that would be much appreciated. Because, in fact, we've actually lost subscriptions, the minuscule amount that we have since oh, April. No. So, yeah, I don't know what that that's about. Um, and, of course, if you want to send us anything, if you find some weird uh, dating profiles that you'd like to send our way, or just spam email. Send me your spam email. I'll, I'll deal with it. Uh, video at denandroad.co. I will accept anything and everything. Okay. Is that everything? Yeah, I think so think so okay cool all right we're out of here we'll see you in the next one take it easy